Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I'm Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And I, Producer Maria. Melissa, who are our patrons for today? We've got Crystal, Kelly, Ian, Poo poo pee pee. Who wrote that in there? <laughs> I, I did that while we were waiting to record. Sorry about that. Um, guys, welcome, welcome to, to the, the team. Poo poo pee pee. Especially poo poo pee pee. <laughs> welcome, guys. We're so excited to have you. Melissa, what is our episode on today? This episode was suggested by Matt Scuda in wow. the Discord. Shout out to Maria's Demon, who continues to every month emails us a list of everyone's suggestions in the discord it is that's so awesome helpful. that's so honestly that's so sick and if i check the web crawlers emails i would really benefit <laughs> from that list <laughs> there's a whole spreadsheet it's organized by people's names there's links to the stories it's incredible that's it's incredible. wild thank you that's so crazy so imagine you're working at long john silvers or Ooh. mcdonald's or any other fast food joint and your boss calls you into the office and tells you that the police are on the phone and they're telling your boss to strip search you because they have you on video stealing from a customer. 
Oh my god. What would you do? You would most likely tell him to fuck off or be like, what kind of sick joke is this? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no way you would let this happen, right? No. No. Well, unfortunately, Uh-oh. many people have fell for this. It's something that actually happened about 70 times in the United States. What? It's called the strip search phone call scam. <gasps> Let's get into it. What is this? Like a crank anchors thing? <laughs> crank anchors. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Compliance? No, I don't think so. You haven't. I mean, oh, maybe I have. Baby. It's starring Ann Dowd and my friend Pat Healy. Oh. And it's about this. It's about this thing, a real thing that has happened. Oh. You are I can't believe we haven't done an episode on this. Wow. Wait, Craig Zobel directed what else did he yes. direct? Why did Mare I hear White Town? That's right. And he's also one of the original creators of Homestar Runner. What's that? You don't know Homestar Runner? It's a website, this like flash animated website from the nineties. <gasps> yes. Yes. I do remember this. With Strong Bad. Wow. Wait, why do I remember this? What, wait, what's going on? My mind's like... <laughs> a lot of information pumping in right now. You, yeah, just, of you just plugged into the Matrix. Wait, I don't understand how I know this. Late 90s, early 2000s, it's a website where it had all these little characters. There was little videos and like you could make them do things. And there was this guy named Strong Bad who would check all the emails. And he would like make fun of people who emailed into Strong Bad. The email, the email, what, what? And then Teen Girl Squad. Do you know okay. Teen Girl Squad? Does that ring a bell? It kind of is. Melissa, sh- I don't know what's happening. My brain like, is short-circuiting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need Flash to run this. Way. Yep, 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 yep. I need to update my Flash. Oh, yeah. Homestar You always runner. do. I'm, I'm sure always. our listeners who are millennials... Or, or into Homestar Runner. But anyway, so he was one of the original creators of the character Homestar Runner. Wow. Crazy career. And so he directed this movie that I saw before it was in theaters. Oh, my Ooh, God. Okay. He's in the movie. Before okay. it was in theaters, I saw this. Humble brag. Uh, humble brag. <laughs> okay. So this scam was a series of incidents mostly occurring in rural areas of the United States that happened over a period of about 12 years, starting in 1992. Wow. So these insanely unbelievable incidents involved a man calling a fast food restaurant or grocery store, claiming to be a police officer, and then convincing managers to conduct strip searches of female employees, <gasps> or in one case, a customer, and to perform other bizarre acts on behalf of, quote unquote, the police. So over 70 occurrences were reported in 30 different states until an incident in 2004 in Mount Washington, Kentucky, which led to the arrest of David Richard Stewart. And that's the one that the movie Compliance is based off of. Oh, wow. Okay, so here's how this scam would go. So a caller would identify themselves as a police officer or other like authority figure And they would talk to a manager or supervisor and would ask for their help in detaining a female employee or customer who was suspected of a crime. So he would provide a description of the suspect, which the manager would recognize, be like, oh, is there like a younger girl with like light colored hair 
like kind of skinny and they would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that must be so and so. Like they would just right Ugh. identify the employee for them. And then they would ask the manager to search the suspected person. They'd be like, oh, well, this person, we have them on security camera stealing from a customer. Oh, my God. The guy, they basically just like call in trying to like describe yeah. the, describe their type. Like, yep. uh, is there a big breasted <laughs> blonde who works for you? <laughs> She's into anime. (laughs) So some notable incidents were on November 30th in 2000, a female McDonald's manager in Litchfield, Kentucky, undressed herself in the presence of a customer. The caller had convinced her. This one's crazy. The caller had convinced her that this customer was a suspected sex offender and the manager who was like serving as bait would enable undercover police officers to arrest him. What? So the police convinced her that like, Oh, there's a a suspected sex offender is one of your customers. You need to go grab that guy, bring him in the back and then strips, take off your clothes so we can like entrap him. Oh my God. And like arrest him. Oh my God. Crazy that anyone would fall for that. And then another one, a caller identified himself as either like a Salt Lake City County officer called in Applebee's on October 16, 2003. The caller claimed that one of the restaurant's employees stole money from a customer and needed to be searched. So the person then asked the employee who answered the phone to describe all the waitresses working at the restaurant and to name them. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then after receiving the names, the caller told the employee that the uh, waitress, who was 42, needed to be searched. It was like, oh, yeah, it's that one. She needs to be searched. Jeez. So the other employees were then threatened with arrest if the waitress was not strip searched. Uh, like the guy uh, in the phone would be like, well, everyone will be, will be arrested if you don't just search this one person. I'd be like, if, the, if someone called me and said, hey, I'm the cops... I would need more info. I mean, I don't know what yes. it is. I feel like someone doesn't just call you and say, hey, I'm the cops, get naked. I, I mean, maybe <laughs> the maybe the 90s were a more innocent time. Uh, yeah. And people were more trusting. Definitely more scams because the, like, the internet wasn't really a big thing, so no one could really research this. I guess the 90s were like Miss Cleo, Psychic Hotline. People yeah. just believed, believed all this kind of stuff. So this prank caller told the employees that the waitress would be strip searched in jail if they did not follow his orders. Oh, my God. So despite her repeated protests, the waitress complied and she undressed. They called the sheriff's office and were like, is this happening? And the sheriff was like, what are you talking about? So the sheriff gets there and the this woman was like crying. Uh-uh. And the sheriff was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, that was not us on the phone. They found out that two other local Apple- Applebee's restaurants were contacted by the same prank caller. But those employees didn't take the bait. And they were like, no, this isn't real. So, like, they were, like, had the sets. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, no, this isn't real. But some people, you, some people are gullible. They'll believe anything. And then in February 2003, a call was made to a McDonald's in Hinesville, Georgia. So the female manager, who believed she was speaking to a police officer who was with the director of operations for the restaurant's upper management, 
took a 19-year-old female employee into the women's bathroom and strip-searched her because she was suspected of a crime. And she also brought, the manager brought in a 55-year-old male janitor who conducted a body cavity search of the woman to uncover hidden drugs. Oh, what? Yeah. So McDonald's and GWD Management Corporation, which was the owner of the that specific franchise, they were taken to court over the incident. Uh, yeah. And phone records indicate the call came from a Florida payphone. And it turns out that McDonald's was not held liable, but the franchisee company was. That makes, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense, but. Yeah. Why did they bring in the janitor to do the cavity <laughs> search? Because someone on the phone was like, we need a male to come in and search. This is horrifying. This is it's like crazy. In, this is really it's, bad. You got to watch compliance. It is it's nuts. Oh, that poor woman. I like I like that hot take, Maria. <laughs> what is I'm just the camp it's this like the poor woman. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's not yeah, good. It's insane. Uh 2003 July, a Winn-Dixie grocery store manager in Panama City, Florida received a call instructing him to bring a female cashier who matched a description provided by the caller, of course, into an office where she was to be strip searched. So the cashier was forced to undress and assume various poses as part of the search. Oh, the incident ended when another manager entered the office to receive a to retrieve a set of keys and was like, what the fuck is going on? Were they being videotaped? Like, could the caller see what was going on? No. Or did, did they just get satisfaction? They just got satisfaction yeah. over that they were doing this. Yeah. And then Sinos. in March 2004, a female customer at a Taco Bell in Fountain Hills, Arizona, was strip searched by a manager who received a call from a man claiming to be a police officer. And this happened like numerous other times. And then we get to the Mount Washington scam. Oh, God. This is the one that compliance is based off of. This is like, I believe, the most like insane one. So on April 9th, 2004, a call was made to McDonald's restaurant in Mount Washington, Kentucky. And according to assistant manager Donna Summers, the caller identified himself as a policeman named Officer Scott. So the caller gave Donna a vague description of a young white woman with blonde hair who was suspected of stealing a wallet from a customer. Oh, God. So Donna believed the description matched that of Louise Ogborn, a woman who was currently working at the restaurant. She's like, oh, that must be Louise you're talking about. Oh, no. <laughs> you dummy. So Donna brought Louise into the manager's office. She was, Louise was 18, I believe, 18 or 19. So Donna brought Louise back into the manager's office, and Officer Scott said that either Louise be searched at the restaurant or she could be brought into the police station, but she would be waiting there a while because there were no officers available at the moment to handle such a minor matter. Uh, They're like, oh, you you could help us out by strip searching her right now, or we could bring her into the police station, but she probably doesn't want to do that. And Donna was like, oh, yeah, 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 sure. So after some back and forth, Louise removed her clothes... And then manager Donna placed her clothes in a bag and took the bag out to her car and left her car unlocked because officers like, we need you to put all of her belongings in a bag, 
take them outside so we can retrieve them. My God. So she took all of her clothes outside. Louise then put on an apron to like partially cover herself. Kim Dockery, who's another assistant manager, was in the office at the time. And she thought that she was there as like a witness to the search. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm the police. The guy on the phone was like, we need a witness. And this woman, Kim, was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a witness. So there's like these two women in there. This was all on surveillance camera, by the way. Jesus Christ. So the caller also said not to tell any of her colleagues this was happening in the office because it was an open investigation. So in the, so like during like rush hour, there's like, you know, customers coming in in the manager's office. There was Louise like naked and like Donna there who was like on the phone with this officer while like customers were coming in and out. This is so awful. So then Kim left after an hour and Donna told Officer Scott that she needed to be working at the restaurant's counter because it was Friday night and it was super busy. Oh, my God. So then the caller told Donna to bring in someone else who she trusted and who could assist with the investigation. So then Donna got one of the cooks, Jason, to watch Louise. So Jason's now in the office alone with Louise. Oh, Jesus. And so he's on the phone with this police officer. So this caller ordered Jason the cook to remove Louise's apron and describe her body to him. Okay. I mean, at this point, how is someone not like, this is a prank call? Well, the cook, the cook refused. Okay, good. He was like, I'm not doing this. This is insane. But he didn't think to call the police. He didn't think it was a scam. He was like, this is fucked up. I'm not doing this. But he didn't do anything about it. Oh, So then Donna came back and the caller asked Donna if she had another man who could come by and watch Louise so she didn't escape. So Donna called her own fiance, Walter Nix Jr., who was 43, to come help. So Walter came to the restaurant and took over from Donna. So it was just Walter Walter and Louise in this manager's office. And so Donna hands the phone to Walter and was like, there's a police officer on the phone. You need to talk to him. And so Walter ended up being there for two hours obeying this phone caller's instructions. So while Walter was alone in the office with Louise, the caller asked him to remove Louise's apron, ordered her to dance and do jumping jacks while she was naked. It's because there was the the police officer claimed that if anything was hidden in her orifices, that would come out. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. And he ordered Louise to refer to Walter as sir. And he also ordered Walter to have Louise bend over and smack her butt because that would release any hidden drugs. I how are these people? This is like. First of all, I hope Louise sued and is a she did. multi-millionaire now. But yeah. this is, oh my God, the trauma involved in this. Yeah, it's crazy. So Walter then ordered her to insert her fingers into her vagina and expose it to him as oh part of God. the search. Jesus Christ. He also ordered her to sit on his lap and kiss him 
The police said that if she had consumed drugs or alcohol, he'd smell or taste it. And when Louise refused to do it, he spanked her until she promised to do so. The police officer was like, you need to, she's not obeying any of this. You need to tell her that like you're being serious. She needs to call you sir. You need to punish her for not obeying you. Oh my God. And the caller also spoke to Louise and demanded that she do as as she was told or face worse punishment. Jesus Christ. So after Louise had been in the office for two and a half hours, she was ordered to perform oral sex on Walter. For what? I mean, how did the cop, the quote unquote cop, I was trying to find like the reasoning for this. And I believe it's because if she had anything hiding in her mouth, he would find out or it's because she was disobeying the police and she needed to like, uh, these were consequences for it. I don't that at this point, I'm like, wait a minute, like what is going on? Like, but there's surveillance video of this happening. This is so, I mean, at this point, like I, you have to think that this is you not, would think this is some sort of I mean kidnapping is the wrong word, but this is you know yeah. some sort of scandal, not the cops. But I mean, I'm a gullible person. Like <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think that I would think the cops are make. I don't know what I would. I don't know what yeah. I would do or think in this situation. I'm not saying. I'm absolutely not saying that Louis. this is on Louise. Like, this is obviously a situation that was completely out of her control. But this is so crazy that no one intervened for her and was, like, hung up the phone. Like, it's insane. It's it's so crazy. It's really crazy. If I'm correct, they weren't under any physical in-person duress, right? Like, there was no one... In the no. shop, being like, you have to do this. It was just some no, phantom it was person just threatening the on the phone. This like goes to show you how insane I, people are. Like, I don't not just yeah. the person who called. Everyone who was complicit in this. It's like the what's the that experiment? Them, the, yeah, that magician guy did. No, the um. Oh the, yeah, the one oh, in the, the jail, the prison, uh, the Stanford prison experiment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that. It's the compliance thing. It's the or the one, the one where um the people were behind in another room, and the person in the other room was getting shocked, supposedly. And there's videotape of it and they have someone with a dial and they go, okay, press the dial to a one. And then you hear the person in the room going like, ah, like it's not a real person. It's an actor. Right. Yeah. But the more they turn the dial up, the more the people scream and it gets to the point where they're like, okay, now go to a 10. And the people are like, I don't want to do it. And then the people leading the experiment are like, no, you have to do it. And people comply and they're like, okay, because you told me so I'll do it. When they know they're literally torturing someone in another room. That's so crazy. It's human nature to not want to, um, like, get in trouble or to follow rules. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, really weird. Was it Dan Brown's? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Where the people just like the first experiment was when he like auditioned people to be on the show. He would just like everyone. They he had like ten actors, and then like one real person would come into a room. And then the 10 actors would just like, they would all stand up from their chairs, like for no reason. And then like the one person who was like real would like stand up just because everyone else was standing up. Yeah, it's like the lemon. And then they would sit down and they the person would be like, okay, well, everyone's sitting down. I guess I'll sit down now. 
It's crazy. It's really wild. Because you it think the crazy. guy that was in the room with her, Walter, is that the guy, the, the yeah. fiance? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I just, it's just, it's weird. It's just weird. It's just very. Because I bet on a day-to-day basis, none of these people are quote unquote bad people. I'm sure no. they're nice people going about their lives and then got in this bizarre circumstance and lost They've it. probably never gotten in trouble with the police and were like... I don't... It's just... I don't... Oh, man. Yeah. It's beyond me. Let's take a quick break for announcements. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shoutouts, discounts. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our patrons. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you get us a five-star review, we will shout you out and read it. Also, Erios has a hotline. Insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. It's really been popping off. Please continue to call us and we will continue to play all of your voicemails about Austin Powers. (laughs) (laughs) There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. So during this two and a half hours, Donna would come back into the manager's office periodically. But during these times, Louise was, was instructed to cover herself back up with the apron. 
Like the police officer was like, well, when Donna comes back, just cover yourself. And then the caller told Walter he could leave, but only if Donna would find someone to replace him. And so Walter left, but he immediately called a friend and told him, I have done something terribly bad. Like he knew he did something fucked up. Oh, God. So then Walter left and it was still like Friday night. Donna needed someone to take Walter's place in the office. And so she found Thomas, the restaurant's maintenance man, who had stopped in the restaurant for some dessert. She told Thomas to go into the office and watch Louise. Oh, my God. But so Thomas gets in there and he was on the phone and he refused to go along with any of the caller's demands. Good for Thomas. He was like, no, this is fucked up. And then at this point, Donna became suspicious finally and decided to call a higher level manager because the police, the officer Scott claimed that he had been speaking with an upper level management person from that McDonald's and she disbelieved him. So Donna called her boss and was like, okay, what's going on with this police officer? And she found out that the boss had been sleeping and had not spoken to any police officer And she finally realized that she had been scammed. The caller abruptly ended the call. Oh, my God. And then an employee called, dialed star 69. Uh. And they got the, the number of the caller's phone number. So Donna was now like hysterical and was apologizing. And Louise was like shivering and wrapped in a blanket. She was finally released from the office after three and a half hours. Oh, my God. God. And they called the real police to the restaurant. They ended up arresting Walter on sexual assault charges. And then they began an investigation to find perpetrator of the scam call. The entire incident was recorded on surveillance camera. Donna watched the tape later that night because she had no idea what was going on. And then she broke off her engagement with Walter. <laughs> but Donna's also complicit. I'm sorry, but yeah. like Donna, you go to hell also. You're an idiot. She's I, like, an idiot. Like they're all. Yeah, it's really wild. So the Mount, well, wow, the Mount Washington police, after doing a very simple Google search, quickly realized that this scam had been happening for over 10 years. Like there were incidents online of this happening oh my god but none of the other incidents had continued for as long or had as many people involved this one was the worst one by far so after their initial suspicion that the call had originated from a payphone near the mcdonald's restaurant from which the perpetrator could see both the police station and the restaurant they determined that it was not from a payphone from kentucky it was actually a payphone in Panama City, Florida. So they weren't even in the same state. Wait, the police station is that close to the restaurant? Yes. Someone yes. could have just walked over to the police yes. station and been like, hey, oh is God. is there someone calling over here telling us to yeah. spank our... It was like a block away. I'm... I'm <laughs> are these people still alive? I want to find... I want to find Donna. These people... I'm furious. So they learned that the call was made with an AT&T phone card from Walmart. So they contacted the police in Panama City, Florida. So the Panama City police told the Mount Washington police 
that this detective in Massachusetts was already conducting an investigation for something that happened in Massachusetts. And then several similar scam calls had been placed to Boston area restaurants. And the detective had already pulled surveillance camera footage from a Walmart in Panama City to try to figure out who was like buying these cards. So they used the serial number of the phone card to find out that it had been purchased from a different Walmart than the Walmart that sold the card used for calls to Massachusetts restaurants. So they had the records of the Panama City Walmart, which showed the cash register and the time of purchase of the phone card. So they were able to find surveillance camera footage of the purchaser of the card. They they saw that it was purchased at a certain time and they went through the camera footage and saw a guy walking through like the cash register line and like buying it. So the purchaser of this card was wearing a correctional officer's uniform of the kind used by Corrections Corporation of America, a private security firm. Oh. So videos and still photographs from the two Walmarts were compared and the same man was seen entering and exiting the Massachusetts Walmart at the time a phone card was purchased there. So they use these images. They produce composite images of the suspect. That led to the identification of the phone card buyer as David R. Stewart, a married man with five children Ugh. who was then arrested. Good. So during his questioning by police, David Stewart insisted he had never bought a phone card, but the detectives found one in his home that had been used to call nine restaurants in the past year, including a call to Burger King in Idaho Falls on the same day when the restaurant's manager was reportedly duped by a scam call. They also found in his house dozens of applications for police department jobs, hundreds of magazines and police style uniforms, guns and holsters. So this dude was like obsessed with being a police officer, even though he was like a security guard at like a private firm, but he was obsessed. Oh, my God. Can I interject real quick? Yes. It says that Louise was sodomized as well. (gasps) Oh, I didn't read that in the report. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. This, these fucking people, my, okay, That's that's insane. Sorry, continue. Please tell me Walter went to freaking jail. Yes, he did. Okay. So David Stewart was extradited to Kentucky to be tried on charges of impersonating a police officer and solicitation of sodomy. If convicted, he faced up to 15 years in prison. But on October 31st, 2006, he was acquitted of all charges. What? What? Both the defense and the prosecution attorneys said that a lack of direct evidence, such as a recording of the caller's voice, might have led to the jury finding him not guilty. They didn't have any recorded, they had no recorded sound of his voice doing this. So they couldn't find him guilty. Oh, my. So he remained a suspect in similar cases throughout the United States. But police have stated that since David Stewart's arrest, the scam calls had stopped. I. So he was he got off. Okay, we had we just had to edit out something that I said. 
but <laughs> that was illegal. That was illegal, <laughs> apparently. But this is why, you know, you watch these Marvel shows like Daredevil or The Punisher with these vigilante superheroes who right. take, take on the justice where, you know, the cops can't. Yeah. You know, there's a case for vi- vigilante heroes. Yeah. Who could maybe do to do to this guy what the justice system failed to do. Is that a better way to say what I wanted to yes. say? Is no phone crime then like can you not is anyone that does a cry a scam on the phone never convicted then? I don't understand. I think you I have think to have a because, recording of it. Yeah. They had no recording of his voice. I, there was so what they should have done what they should have done was not arrested him yet. They should have waited. Trap him. They should have tried to entrap him in some way. Yes. Yeah. That's why you should be chief of police. (laughs) And when I run for chief of police, (laughs) (laughs) I will guarantee that no strip search phone call scam will go unpunished. This is why we have to do our own vigilante justice department. Like we could be like Jessica Jones. You could be the DA. Jessica Jones. I I'm not quite sure. I'll be the. Do you only reference? Allie only references Marvel now. I feel like you've only been watching Daredevil the past. (laughs) That's all I've been doing for (laughs) all of your tweets are like still watching Daredevil. That's all I've been doing for the past week. So I'm on a real (laughs) kick. Sorry. Okay, so the aftermath. So Louise, the victim, underwent therapy and medication for post-traumatic stress disorder and depression. Yeah, I'd say so. What's sad is that she was planning on going to the University of Louisville where she wanted to be a pre-med student and like she didn't go because she was so distressed. Um, In an interview with ABC News, she said that after her abuse, she felt dirty yeah, and had difficulty making and maintaining friendships because she wouldn't allow anyone to get too close to her. Yeah, she She was only 18 at the time. That's horrible PTSD. I mean, this is the kind of thing that changes... Yeah, with hard, hard work, you can you can live, you know, a successful life. But I mean, this this changes the entire yeah. course of your. Yeah. How existence. are you going to trust anyone? Like, it's just, oh, I can't imagine. Uh, so Donna ended her engagement with Walter. She was fired from McDonald's for violating corporate policies, prohibiting both strip searches and for allowing a non-McDonald's employee to enter the restaurant's office. Uh, she entered an Alford guilty plea to a single count of unlawful imprisonment as a misdemeanor and was sentenced to one year probation. That bitch. I, she should have gone to jail for, some, yeah. for something. Uh, Kim, who was the, one of the managers who was there initially, was transferred to another location Walter pleaded guilty to sexual abuse, sexual misconduct, and unlawful imprisonment. Uh, The judge agreed to a plea deal for Walter in exchange for his testimony against David Stewart. Uh, But due to the level and length of his involvement in the physical crimes, Walter was sentenced to five years in prison. And then some lawsuits. So three years after the incident, still undergoing therapy, Louise sued McDonald's for $200 million for failing to protect her during her ordeal. Her grounds for the suit were that McDonald's were aware of the danger of a possible hoax because they had defended themselves against lawsuits from similar incidents at restaurants in four other states. 
Um, so McDonald's had known of this scam. See, that's what the police should have done. So they should have gone. They should have done a nationwide like fast yeah. food. They should have gone to the managers of all these franchises and gone. Be on the lookout for this. Let your employees know this. If you get this phone call, then you need to alert the authorities it. immediately and yeah. record it. Yeah. So they knew because this had been like people had taken McDonald's to court for this stuff a few times in the past so they knew Jeez louise i can't it just i can't believe it i can't believe it yeah. that he could get away with that now i want to yeah. change my zoom background from not having mcdonald's anymore like i'm pissed yeah that's the stand that's the stand <laughs> ally takes and no i don't more zoom, no, no more zoom more. backgrounds of mcdonald's uh so her other reason for the suit was that McDonald's had been subject to similar hoaxes at least two years before and they had not taken appropriate action. That makes sense. So Donna also sued McDonald's asking for $50 million for failing to warn her about the previous hoaxes. So like that seems fair. When I worked at 1-800-DENTIST and yes I did. Huh? Excuse you? I worked at the, I worked at the call center for 1-800-DENTIST. Um, there was... Yeah, it was just this call center that I worked what at. That you do? What did I you? would just you basically you sit there and then people call in needing a dentist and then you find a dentist in their area. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's but fun. there was this there was a a look there was be on the lookout for the P man. It was like a thing to be on the lookout for what? because there was a guy that would call in and would be very inappropriate toward the call center it was like be on the lookout for the p-man they called him the p-man what would he say he know i don't know i never i never you didn't talk to the p-man i never talked to the p-man but it was Whoa. you know i'm just saying that you can alert people to be on the yeah. lookout for yeah. these kinds of callers for sure if 100 dentists can do it fucking yeah mcdonald's, McDonald's can, can do, do it, it. <laughs> yes. that's the slogan for this episode <laughs> if- <laughs> If 1-800-DENTIST can do it. So then McDonald's based its defense on the four points that they claim that Donna deviated from the company's management manual, which prohibits strip searches. Therefore, McDonald's should not be held responsible for any actions of Donna outside the scope of her employment. Sure. Uh, Number two, workers' compensation law prohibited employees from suing their employer. That's what McDonald's claimed. And then That's they said Walter Nix, who actually performed the acts, was not a McDonald's employee. Number four, this is fucked up. They said the victim did not remove herself from the situation, contrary to common sense. I'm honestly not eating. I haven't eaten at McDonald's forever, but I'm not eating at McDonald's anymore. I'm sorry. That's fucked. How dare they blame this on the victim? Their How victim. Bla- oh, my God. dare they? That's so fucked up. Maria's thinking about the hash browns and she's weighing the pros and cons. (laughs) Hash browns. Victim Victim blaming. blaming. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That's fucked up. That's fucked. So the civil trial began September 10th, 2007. And then a jury awarded Louise $5 million in punitive damages. Not enough money. $1.1 million in damages and expensive Expenses. Donna was awarded one million in punitive damages. Donna was, uh, yeah. So the jury decided that McDonald's 
and the unnamed caller were each 50% at fault. And then McDonald's and their attorneys were sanctioned for withholding evidence pertinent to the outcome of the trial. And then November 2008, McDonald's was also ordered to pay $2.4 million in legal fees to the plaintiff's lawyers. Well, that's good. That's good. And then on November 20th, 2009, the Kentucky Court of Appeals upheld the jury's verdict, but reduced the damages awarded to Donna Summer to only 400000 And then they appealed to the Kentucky Supreme Court. Uh, and then with while this was pending in 2010, Louise settled with McDonald's for $1.1 million and abandoned her claim for punitive damages. Apparently Why? because they just kept extending it and st- extending and appealing. She was like, fine, just give me $1.1 million. She, or Otherwise, she would never get her money because they just kept like oh, extending it. Poor woman. Like $1.1 million, Like that's not enough for this. No. That would not cover the therapy, lifelong therapy yeah. bills. That yeah. doesn't cover it. That doesn't and the jobs. It. And like, you know, if she, y- 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 this woman should be set for life. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, she wanted to be a med student and then deferred college. Like she had her yeah. career goal and now can't do it. Like she, no, I'm not. I'm not okay with that. So after the court decisions, McDonald's revised its manager training program to emphasize awareness of scam phone calls and protection of employees' rights. I'm trying to see where she's at now. I can't. I wonder if she's changed her name. I feel like I would do that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe she's. Married, changed her last name. I, I mean, I hope. Like, I would. Yeah, but compliance is. I think it's streaming on Amazon. It's crazy. It's really good. And Dowd from Handmaid's Tale, isn't it? Like, I want to know if she has a Kickstarter or something, or not a Kickstarter, but like a Go, <laughs> a GoFundMe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I don't remember hearing about this in the news when it happened. I've never heard anything about this. Like, this is. Mm-hmm. Until I saw the movie, I had no idea. Me either. I can't find anything on her now. So maybe like good for her. Good for her that she's, yeah. you know, she's kind of. Although I absolutely wish she'd gotten more money. I know. That's that's a hundred million dollars right there. But yeah, that's the true story. Wow. That's insane. And that guy is still out there. Not arrested. That's that's I mean, even it's fucked up. Nothing. Nothing good came from this. <laughs> Yeah, so what's he up to now? He's on the sex offenders registry, though, right? Like, he's a sex offender. Is I he, would though? I assume so. He was That's what I don't know. Though. I don't know if they couldn't charge him with it. Because he didn't do a sex, he didn't do a sex, he didn't do a sex crime uh, in person. And he could I don't get it. I got to look him. more up on this phone scam thing of, like, there's photos of him. He just looks like a goober. Yeah, he's not. He's <laughs> a big goober. Look at this goober. Says that there's also a 2008 episode of Law and Order SVU about it. Oh, with the actor Robin Williams playing the role of the caller. Whoa! Oh. No way. Yeah, interesting. What's Walter up to? He's on the Walter sex Nixon. offender registry. Oh, for oh, sure. For he's gotta be. sure. All right. Well, if you have ever worked at uh, a company that had a scam call or a weird call like this, or if you know anything more, uh, if you're able to find more about the whereabouts of these people now, we'd love to know. Melissa, where can people reach us? 
you can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. All right. Well, I am Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Stetson. And I, producer Maria. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.